0: Section 8 of the Boy Scouts Handbook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arthur Flavel. The Boy Scouts Handbook by the Boy Scouts of America. Section 8. How to Make Fire by Rubbing Sticks how do indians make a fire without matches asked a boy who loved to play indian most of us have heard the answer to this the indians used a flint and steel as our own fathers and mothers did one hundred years ago and before they had flint and steel they used rubbing sticks we've all read about bringing fire out of two sticks by rubbing them together i tried it once for an hour and I know now I never would have got it in a thousand years as I was doing it. Others have had the same experience. Consequently, most persons look upon this as a sort of fairy tale, or, if they believe it to be true, they think it is so difficult as to be worth no second thought. All scouts, I find, are surprised and greatly interested to learn that not only is it possible, it is easy to make a friction fire if you know how, and hopeless if you don't i have taught many boys and men including some indians to do it and some have grown so expert that they make it nearly as quickly as with an old-fashioned sulphur match when i first learned from walter huff who learned from the indians it took me from five to ten minutes to get a blazing fire not half an hour as some books have it but later i got it down to a minute then to 31 seconds from the time of taking up the rubbing sticks to having a fine blaze the time in getting the first spark being about 6 seconds my early efforts were inspired by book accounts of indian methods but unfortunately i have never yet seen a book account that was accurate enough to guide anyone successfully in the art of fire making all omit one or other of the absolute essentials or dwell on some triviality the impression they leave on those who know is that the writers did not. The surest and easiest method of making a friction fire is by use of the bow drill. Two sticks, two tools, and some tinder are needed. The two sticks are the drill and the fireboard, or fire block. The books generally tell us that these must be of different kinds of wood. This is a mistake. I have uniformly gotten the best results with two pieces of the same kind. All the better, indeed, if they are parts of the same stick. What kind of wood? This is a very important question, as woods that are too hard, too soft, too wet, too oily, too gummy, or too resinous, will not produce fire. The wood should be soft enough to wear away, else it produces no punk, and hard enough to wear slowly, or the heat is not enough to light the punk, and, of course, it should be highly inflammable. Those that I have had the best luck with are the balsam fir, cottonwood roots, tamarack, European larch, red cedar, white cedar, Oregon cedar, basswood, cypress, and sometimes second-growth white pine it should always be a dry sound stick brash but not in the least punky in each part of the country there seems to be a kind of wood well suited for fire making the eastern indians use cedar the northern indians cedar or balsam fir the plains indians use cottonwood or sagebrush roots perhaps the most reliable of all is dry and seasoned balsam fir Either the species in the north woods or in the Rockies will do. It gives a fine big spark or coal in about seven seconds. When in the grinding the dust that runs out of the notch is coarse and brown, it means that the wood is too soft. When it is very fine and scanty, it means that the wood is too hard. Refer to the illustration, The Rubbing Sticks for Fire Making. 1. The Simplest Kind of Bow a bent stick with a stout leather thong fastened at each end it is about twenty seven inches long and five-eighths inch thick two a more elaborate bow with a hole at each end for the thong at the handle end it goes through a disk of wood this is to tighten the thong by pressure of the hand against the disk while using three simplest kind of drill socket a pine or hemlock knot with a shallow hole or pit in it. 3A is under view of the same. It is about four and a half inches long. 4. A more elaborate drill socket, a pebble cemented with gum in a wooden holder. 4A is the under view of the same. 5. A very elaborate drill socket. It is made of tulip wood, carved to represent the Thunderbird. It has eyes of green feldspar cemented in with resin. On the underside, in 5A, is seen in the middle a soapstone socket let into the wood and fastened with pine gum, and on the head a hole kept filled with grease to grease the top of the drill before use. 6. The Drill 12 to 18 inches long and about 3 quarters inch thick. It is roughly eight-sided, so the thong will not slip and pointed at each end. The best wood for the drill is old dry brash, but not punky balsam fir or cottonwood roots. But basswood, white cedar, red cedar, tamarack, and sometimes even white pine will do. Seven. Fireboard or block, about three-quarters inch thick, and any length handy. A is the knot with pit just begun b shows the pit after once using and in good trim for the second time c shows the pit bored through and now useless the notch is one half inch wide and three quarters inch deep eight shows the way of using the sticks the block a is held down with one foot the end of the drill b is put in the pit the drill socket c is held on top in the left hand one end of the bow D is held in the right hand, while the bow is drawn back and forth. Nine is a little wooden firepan, not essential, but convenient. Its thin edge is put under the notch to catch the powder that falls. I have made many experiments to determine whether there is anything in the idea that it is better to have the block and drill of different woods, but no hybrid combination was so successful as two of a kind. The drill and the bow and socket are fully described in the illustration. The preparing of the fireboard is one of the most important things. At the edge, cut a notch half an inch wide and about three fourths of an inch deep. At the top of this notch make a pit or shallow hole, and the board is ready. The importance of this notch is such that it is useless to try fire making without it while these are the essentials it is well to get ready also some tinder i have tried a great many different kinds of lint and punk including a number that were artificially prepared soaked with saltpetre or other combustibles but these are not really fair play the true woodcrafter limits himself to the things that he can get in the woods and in all my recent fire making i have contented myself with the tinder used for ages by the red men that is, cedar wood, finely shredded between two stones. Some use the fringes that grow on birch, improving it by rubbing it in powdered charcoal. Now that he has the tools and the material ready, it will be an easy matter for the matchless castaway to produce a fire. Pass the leather thong once around the drill, and this should make the thong taut. Put the lower point of the drill in the pit at the top of the notch in the fireboard and hold the socket with the left hand on top of the drill. The notch of the fireboard should be resting on a chip or a thin wooden tray. Hold the bow by the handle in the right hand. Steady the board under the left foot and the left arm against the left knee. Now, draw the bow back and forth with steady even strokes its full length. This causes the drill to turn in the pit and bore into the wood. Ground-up wood runs out of the side of the notch, falling on the chip or tray. At first, it is brown. In two or three seconds, it turns black, and then smokes. In five or six seconds, it is giving off a cloud of smoke. A few more vigorous strokes of the bow, and now it will be found that the smoke still comes from the pile of black wood dust on the chip. Fan this gently with the hand, the smoke increases, and in a few seconds you see a glowing coal in the middle of the dust. There are never any visible flying sparks. Now take a liberal pinch of the cedar tinder, about a teaspoonful. Wrap this in some bark fiber or shredded rope to keep it from blowing away. Hold it down on the coal, and lifting tray and all, blow or fan it until in a few seconds it blazes. Carefully pile over it the shreds of birch bark or splinters of fat pine prepared beforehand, and the fire is made. If you have the right wood and still cannot get the fire, it is likely because you do not hold the drill steady or have not cut the side notch quite into the middle point of the little fire pit. The advantages of learning this method are threefold. First, Fire-making by friction is an interesting experiment in woodcraft. Second, a boy is better equipped having learned it. He can never afterward freeze to death for lack of matches if he has wood in an old shoelace. Third, for the very reason that it is difficult compared with matches, it tends to prevent the boys making unnecessary fires and thus reduces the danger of their setting the woods ablaze or of smoking the forbidden cigarette. There is such fascination in making the rubbing stick fire that one of my western cooks, becoming an expert, gave up the use of matches for a time and lit his morning fire with the fire drill, and indeed he did not find it much slower than the usual way. Walter Huff told me a story of an Apache Indian who scoffed at the matches of white men, and claimed that he could light a fire with rubbing sticks faster than Huff could with matches. So each made ready. They were waiting for the word go when the Indian said, Wait, I see of him right. He gave a few strokes with the drill and called, Stop, stop, him no good. He rearranged the sticks and tried a few more strokes. Just as Mr. Huff was going to strike the match, he said, Stop, stop, him no good. He did this three times before he called ready. Then the word go was given. The white man struck the slow sizzling match. The Indian gave half a dozen twirls to the drill. The smoke burst forth. He covered it with tinder, fanned a few seconds, and then a bright flame arose. Just before the white man got his twigs ablaze. So the Indian won. But it was by an Indian trick. For the three times when he pretended to be trying it, he was really warming up the wood. That is, doing a large part of the work. I'm afraid that, deft as he was, he would have lost in a fair race. Yet this incident shows, at least, that in the point of speed, the old rubbing sticks are not very far behind the matches, as one might have supposed. It is indeed a wonder that the soldiers at West Point are not taught this simple trick, when it is so easily learned. And might someday be the one thing to save the lives of many of them. End of section eight.